Hi, how you getting on? Are you ready for another episode? It's time to sit back, relax, and be inspired by Trials of a Sofa Surfer. episode of Trials of a Sofa Sufferer. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for downloading uh, and take the time to subscribe, hopefully, to iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean. Thank you very much indeed. Today we are speaking with Donald and uh, it's, a, it's, really, it's a really, really good episode. It's, it's so fun. We laughed so much, uh, as, as you'll hear. We were talking about uh, Donald singing with the Scottish Opera, playing the cello, hating school, and then using the guitar as an escape. Uh, and he goes on to talk about losing a job because he was swearing. But there's so much more to it. It's a touching, heartwarming story, and uh, I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. So sit back, grab a coffee, or plug it into the car, and get ready to listen to Donald. I'll see you at the other side. Oh, I'm 46. And... Yeah, 46. 46? Had to think there. <laughs> 46. <laughs> Just done 46? Are you 47 this year? 47 this year. Handsome man for 47. Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so... Tell us, tell us, um, start from the beginning. Tell us about your life. The beginning? Um, Well, went to school, had a good childhood, it was brilliant. Um, Did you enjoy school? Got some, no, I hated school. That's why I dogged it most of the days. And that got me in a lot of trouble with my parents. Bet you. Oh, I. So what? What? What was but, it about school you didn't like? Oh, it was just all the rules and <laughs> <laughs> regulations and the. Oh, I just didn't like it. But um, was that from the very beginning, or is this what secondary school or, or no, it was more late primary? More secondary school, but um, the only. The only periods that I turned up for was uh, music. Yeah. Because I love my music. Yeah, you got a guitar. Um, and, and at school I used to play cello and stuff and, you know, was in Scottish opera and stuff and, I so it was a good. I really enjoyed it, you know, growing up. I don't mean Scottish opera. Oh, opera? Oh, sorry, opera. Scottish opera. Opera. Um, that was four years. And what, what age were you in Until, that time? oh, I was about eight till 13. Fantastic. And then my voice broke. 
Og så er jeg da sanger. Er det to mutikære ø? Og jeg tror, det er Basically. Hvad er instrument? No, no, it was uh, singing. But then your voice is an instrument. But then my voice just broke. And they said, do you want to come back? Once it... Once your balls drop. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back, but I wasn't as good, so... That's a shame. I, but I kept on the, the other stuff, so I was good. Um... Like you see, that's when I picked up the guitar and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Started that. So th- 13 with a guitar? Yeah, about 13, 14. Um, then got a part-time job. Doing what? In a guitar, guitar store. Ah, right. Just, uh, it was just pocket money. Yeah. Whereabouts? Well, I should really say beer money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was in Hope Street. Ah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Gu- the guitar store, it was called. It's not there now. Um, but yeah, we just go in there and chill and hang out. And oh, it was great. Then basically, my dad turned around and said, look, you're going to have to get a proper job. <laughs> right, so I take it you were hitting 15, 16, yeah. type of thing. Right. So... Um, he said, you need to get a proper job. And I said, right, okay. What am I going to do? And then he got my job working beside him. Right. As uh, I used to work in direct inquiries. We yeah, phone yeah, zone. Yeah. Oh, I was a nightmare. But I got sacked for that. Because I said shit over the phone to one person. Because I pressed the wrong button in my computer. <laughs> and I went, oh shit. And all the calls are yeah. monitored. monitored yeah. And they had to be listened well, to they're mine. Recorded, they're recorded for training purposes. They had to be listened to mine. Just at the time I said, oh shit. So. Uh, no second chances. Instant demissal. Dear. That was it. So I had to go back to my dad. And say, oh, I've been sacked. <laughs> it, it does seem a bit harsh. No, oh, that's the rules. Oh, of course. Because yeah, yeah, in I, those I days, it was British Telecom. Yeah. You know, it was, it was like a huge, big 400 operators. So they could afford to. So, and there's people yeah. laying yeah. up for. Yeah. So I wasn't very good at that. Um, and then my dad came back to me and he said I've got you a job <laughs> what am I going to do now and he said there's um, there's a three month uh, post at the lodging house mission you know, down at... Yeah, yeah. Down where the old fire station used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, a homeless unit. And there was um, basically guys off the street came in, got a meal, shower, and then out again. 
Um, and the only reason I got that job was because one of the guys get one of the employers employees get beat up. Oh dear! And they broke his leg, so that's why I got three month post. I thought you were going to say get a new job at BT. No, no, no. <laughs> I uh, probably do my job. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't thank him for that. Doing that, Oof. so uh, great, great organisation. Oh, I yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, used to go in the mornings. Used to, used they used to drop bags off at the front door for us, and we'd sort it out. The guys came in, breaky, then shut the doors, back in at lunchtime. Shut doors, back in the tea time, shut doors. Oh, it's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's when I went, hey, I'm quite good at this. I'll go to college and start my survey. Um You'd found your calling, you thought? I did, yeah. So I went for a, oh, just a small NC and social care. So what age are you about about this time? Oh, 16, 17. Right, okay. Uh, about 17. Yeah, it was, because I was trying to pass my test. Driving test? Yeah. Filled that four times. I beat you by one. <laughs> four times? Couldn't believe it. Anyway, so... I thought... Yeah, I'll give that a go. Registered at the John Wheatley up at East House. Yeah. And then just started... Just started training. Found out I was good at that as well. Started hitting the books. Ended up at Langside for MHND. And social care. And then I went to Dundee for a degree in psychology and sociology and got that. Brilliant. So mm-hmm. what, what year would that have been? Getting your degree? When did you graduate? I'd oh, be twenty I'd been twenty-three. Hi, about twenty-three. I was 23, 24, bro. So, what year? Uh, <laughs> so you didn't do maths? No, I was, <laughs> lucky, I was lucky to get my maths. <laughs> it took me two times to get my English. Because um, I had to have the maths and English for my... Degree? Degree. Yeah. Because I don't like young. Of course. Unless you've got your basics. Yeah. So basically I had to go back to school. Well, it was night school I went to. I had to go back. I was sitting there thinking, see if I'd just studied. And there's your first lesson in life. When was I kid? Yeah. kid? yeah. I wouldn't have to go through all that. Yeah. That was the same. It was like, ding. Aye. So, I Meanwhile, I was seeing a girl as well. Um, 
you turn up your life. So trying to juggle that and but no, it was good days. I really enjoyed those. When I eventually knuckled down and thought, you're gonna have to start doing things. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're gonna end up in a dead end job. Playing guitar. Playing guitar. Sitting in a bedstead. Drinking beer. <laughs> playing guitar. Drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put thoughts into my head. But <laughs> 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 a big goatee. Oh. <laughs> Sitting near my PlayStation thingy. <laughs> so you were in Dundee. Yeah. Did you meet the lady that was to be your wife in Dundee? No, I met Nicola when I was doing a part-time job in East Cobride at Chamus which was a Saturday job, because mm-hmm. to put myself through college and that, I held down three jobs. So I was basically a Saturday boy, and she came in on this Christmas stuff, and we just basically clicked. So, because that sounds bad, but I used to pick her up from school, but she was in sixth form. So it was all above board. Um, ah, so we started going out and stuff, and ah, that was. Went away for holidays and stuff. Yeah. You know, normality. Yes. Well, whatever. Um, ah, they were great times. So after your degree. You graduated. Yep. Uh, then got a job. One of my part-time jobs was a session worker with the Mental Health Project in East House. And uh, there was a post came up for project worker. So my boss at that time, Melinda, she said, just go for it, you never know. But I think she put her... Penny's worth it. She would ra- ra- rather have you who knows the clients. Yeah. Rather than somebody who comes in and is basically fresh out of the factory. Yeah. So I took it. And that was a great job. Absolutely loved that job. Because you went in <laughs> in the morning. This was before emails and all that carry on and mobile phones. And uh, you go in the morning, have your staff meeting, right on, this is our last for today, can you go see blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no worries. You get in the car and that's you to the next morning. So you you travelled to... to Visit people. Ah, you just go and drive. Like it was in the greater house area, mm-hmm. so it wasn't great distances. Be it about six clients a day. A day. Okay. Now, so, if two of them were in, or said, "No, I don't," you know, I'm just in my bed. Yeah. Or politely asked you to leave yes. very quickly. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, and there was a few of them. Yeah. I made one stick get stabbed in the head. 
I just finished my counselling and uh, <laughs> I thought I was being a smart person um, and I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and that, as you know Brian, that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. And basically he turned around, got my pen <laughs> and, you know, basically shut up. Yeah. So, aye, so if two of the clients cancelled. That was Jovski. Half day. Aye. You know, you go back in the next morning, write it up, no brain or whatever. Stab me in the head. Yeah, or, right, okay, there you go, Donald. This is you for today. Right, great. <laughs> so, the, the, the clients that you're working with, mm-hmm. what type of clients would you say they were? You know, what, what was... What was your role working with them? Well, it ranged from depression, anxiety, all the way up to schizophrenia. I had one guy with a non-specific brain disorder. Um, Very vulnerable people. A lot of social issues. And childcare issues and that kind of stuff. It was. Did you feel well supported in the role? Oh yeah, aye. yeah. We had a great team. Um, because one of the guys um, I worked with, he went to see him. He went to Langside, same as me. So I knew him, and he got a job there. I always used to keep calling him newbie because <laughs> <laughs> he was. He came in after you. <laughs> I, I'd, I've been in the job for two years and you turn up. Don't think so, mate. How long were you doing the job for? Uh, I'd done that for nine years. And you loved it? Eight years. Eight years, sorry. Um, but during that... Um, Oh, I got married and all the rest and nice hoose and all the bottles and banners and everything. Where, where were you living at the time, the area? Uh, Cumberland. Right. A nice two-bedroom bungalow. Which is a suburb outside Glasgow? Yes. Uh, uh, about ten, mi- ten miles. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it was lovely. Because we managed to get the, it was the last in the plot, and it was just a show. So they threw in all the, <laughs> all the all the furniture, all the carpets and excellent. stuff. And Fantastic! <laughs> You're a clever man. Um, I so we got all that, and oh, it's great. Um, and then I so done that for eight years. And then the, my mum took pancreatic cancer um, and she just declined like before your eyes. And that's when I really started hitting the bottom. I mean, really started. Were you a drinker before? Yes, I was. 
very so- social drinker. You know, I'd go to the pub with my mates and, you know, bottle of wine with Nick. You know, never thinking it was a problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know what it was once my mum was diagnosed. I just... Had you been close to her? Oh, I we were like peas in a pod. I mean, <laughs> she used to say, right, don't just stay off school today. <laughs> and we'll go to, remember Goldberg's? Yeah, yeah. Huh? We'll go to Goldberg's, we'll look in a few boutiques and we'll get some lunch. And I thought, oh, happy days. <laughs> and she went, don't worry, I'll write you a note. But don't tell your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to go out today, come back. Mum has got all these bags, and we did a great day. And uh, my dad would come in and say, How was school? Oh, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was good. Uh, played football this afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> played at shops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're very close. Um, but after that, the manager went downhill. Um, <laughs> too many bulls. Seems expensive place to run. Did it take its toll on, on obviously, your marriage? Oh, yeah. Maybe your your work. Oh, the yeah, that's. I phoned in sick so many times. Cause of the drink and I. I keep blaming the drink, drink, but there was other things. So. I, I had that. Um, but my marriage just went downhill. Um, debts and everything. Eventually got a eviction notice for the house, which basically broke the camel's back, yeah. so to speak. It's been pretty devastating. Aye, boy, he's left me. I was back to my mum and dad's and basically the work eventually sacked me because they couldn't put up with this. Alcoholic, no turning up and I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I was given so many chances. Yeah. You know, don't just come in for three days a week or two days a week. Or you can have half a day here, yeah. half a day there. It's very supportive. Yeah. Well, it was the council. And it was basically, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. You used the word alcoholic. Yeah. Well, I know what that means now. 
would, would you have known what it means now? Would you look more well, looking back at the time? Did you know you were? Uh, did you think you had a, a bit of a problem, or did you think you had any problem at all? Or? No, I thought I had a problem, but I was putting it down to my mum, my marriage, moving back in with my parents. So these things were the cause of you drinking? Yeah. Aye. It was an excuse. Yeah. That's all it was. But in my thoughts, it was, you know, I'm doing this because, you know, mum's got a hospital appointment tomorrow, so I need something to... Help you. Stay with me. Yeah. But that was just... What I know now, that was just an excuse for me saying, right, I'm going to the pub. Yeah. Or I'm getting a bottle of cider. Did there ever come a point where you accepted or realised um, that maybe the, the alcohol was the root of the problems? No, that's taken me... Years to figure out. Yeah. So it wasn't a quick thing. It wasn't just yeah. bang. It was like, because when I went to rehab, it was like sitting back and reflecting on your behaviour and what your behaviour has caused. Yeah. But when, at that moment in time, you can't but see... But at that time, you went, oh, no. No. It was everybody else. Everything it and was, everybody else. It was, well, the world. Yeah. You know, just walk down the street and, you know, somebody's dropped chewing gum and I've stood in it. I'm going, ah, oh, time for a drink. <laughs> so, forgive me for laughing. No, that, it's true. That's funny though. I, I, it's, no, but it's, it's yeah, true. Yeah. You know, yeah. you walk down the street. That did happen to me once. Student gum ended up at, do you know Cairns? Uh, I'm not sure. Just off uh, Argyle Street. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, uh, I do, yes. I uh, was just, just down from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, Brian, see what I, I think I about it now. Yeah. I, I'm like you. It's incredible. Wait, you... Yeah. You, the smallest... Smallest thing... Oh, that's me. No, no. It's incredible. <laughs> so you were back at your parents. Yep. And I, I guess that would have been a, a strain on, on both. Yeah, very much so. Parties. Yep. Especially with my mum not being well. So, once again, my dad said, right, you're going to have to get a job. No, I, it was basically pull your socks up and stop acting so bloody selfish. And all the time you, you're not dealing with the, your alcohol. No, I'm still, I'm still, you're still drinking. I'm and, still drinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm hiding bottles. Yeah. You know, um, going out and waiting till my mum and dad go out, running at the shops, get a bottle. Hide it upstairs. 
Um, so he said, get our job. And at that time, it was just, just before Christmas. It was November. Um, and I went to, I got a job in Toys R Us as a beer house worker. Which is the best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds that, but it's superb. All right, you're unloading 40 feet trucks. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, you should have seen the muscles I had on me after that stunt. <laughs> but it was great. Radio on. <clears throat> no customers to deal with. Basically, you got a box, you put it there, then you put it on a shelf. How simple is that? Do you know and what? it was great. I thought you were going to tell me you, you, you played with the toys and stuff. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> <coughs> we did. Um, so what was, the, what was the big toy at the moment when you were there? Oh, oh I remember those raptor things, the dinosaurs. Yeah. We used to have Reese's. <laughs> um, aye, that was great. And then, um, Charlie, Charlie, my boss, he used to come and say, oh, great job done, blah, blah. Because we always used to clean up before night shift came in. And he said, come on, we'll have a fag in the back of the van. I went, oh, brilliant. And I remember this wee guy, Ryan, he said, how's he allowed to do that? And I'm no. He said, well, you don't fucking work. <laughs> <coughs> so you were a hard worker? Aye, yeah. yeah. A good employee. Yeah, because... After that, they came me on and sent me for assistant manager's training. And that was through Edinburgh. And that's where you get really good toys. <laughs> we used to go around the... Right, we shut at 10 o'clock. And then we get the... You know the wee quad bikes? Yes. Or the wee motorbikes? Yeah. Um, there was like three other managers and we would have a race around the shop because it was a big, big shop and we'd put our obstacles <laughs> and we'd go around it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and you say, right, five laps and that's it. But we always used to be, leave these skid marks on the, <laughs> the tiles. And then in the morning... The cleaners were in at six. But they used to wait for us coming in at seven. And I don't know how many times we get told off. You can't do that because we've got the buffery things. And that's taking us half the time to get that off. And you guys are just going around it like a track. Oh, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it yesterday, so no me. But uh, no, that was great. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
train one day or just I was I was filling a shelf of of wee action figures. And I just thought this isn't for you. Alright, you may have a great laugh and all the rest of it, but just know you. Yeah. So I went back into uh, Kieran for a private company. Um, so is this uh, back to the west of Scotland? No, I was still in Edinburgh. Still in Edinburgh. Um, Were you living through in Edinburgh then? Yeah. Yeah. Got myself a flat and... Um, Oh, it's good times. Um, but then I got this private private mob and then mum died. So came back through for the funeral. And then after the funeral my dad turned around and said, right, that's fine, you don't need to stay anymore. And this was like, funeral was at nine, and this was at twelve. Why, about twelve o'clock. And he said, right, that's you, you can go. And I said, well, it's going to hang on for a couple of days. He said, no, no, that's you. You've done your duty. So came back through. Went back through to Edinburgh, sorry. And how did you take that what did you take that to mean? Oh basically that's it clear off. How did that make you feel? Just not as good as it was. I don't even think about waiting till I got to Central. And then sitting in the train back then, but just sitting there. Drink it away. Surprised nobody ever caught me. Ah, so that was, like I said, went back into the kitchen and ah, it was all good. Nice clients. Pretty easy. I know that sounds daft, but it was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know, getting back into the flow again and... Yeah. So what, what had been the time period since you'd left the the the, the sector the first time and then went back in? So oh, many? about five, four or five years. So had you seen any changes? And the... 
the sector. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's when it started getting all computerized. Computerized and, you know, your routers were basically putting a computer and they sorted out and this, that. Did you cope okay with that? Yeah, it was fine. Um, I got a, an office mobile. Was that a Blackberry thing? Oh, yeah. Um, and they were just out at the time. But they programmed every number for the managers, the uh, uh, assistant managers, the team leaders, absolutely everybody. So everybody could get you. Hmm. And it was like, oh, don't can you do that shift? Can you do that shift? I said, oh, I'm already on a double. Oh, all right. Oh, sorry. But no, I used to make great money for that. Did I used to take every shift going? Mm-hmm. And I think that was just to keep me away from the coaching orders. Was it working? Not really. And I said, no. No, it wasn't. But no, that was great. And then a couple of clients um, used to give me extra private work as well. I used to take a week off on holiday, mm-hmm. get my holiday pay, but take these two away to, was it Balmoral? Okay. Where, where the Queen goes. Yeah, yeah. They've got a wee disability unit. <laughs> And I used to go there, and they used to pay me. So was that the the the, the, the couple the couple of people? Yeah. So they were going on holiday there. Yeah. So <laughs> so I went and I booked my holidays. Smart man. And then because <laughs> I didn't mind doing the work. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they paid really well, and I still got my evenings off, and it was great. I was happy days. Um, aye, and then it all came crashing down. The sister that owned the company, they sold it to a big fancy uh, it's no Kiru UK. The big healthcare operation? Yeah, a right. big private mm-hmm. mob. And they put everybody down to zero contracts. Dear. Apart from the managers who were salaried. So, as you say, I wasn't getting half the money. Hmm. And that's when I really had the fun. Because I couldn't afford my rent or my council tax and all the rest of it. Went to social, they couldn't help me because I was still getting 
Ooh, smudging. A smudging over the melon. So I lost the flat. And that's when I went hopeless. So were you homeless in Edinburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Homeless in Edinburgh. That should, be, that should be a film. Homeless in Edinburgh. Homeless in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you homeless in Edinburgh? Oh. Alright, three months. And then I eventually managed to get a B&B through the council. Mm-hmm. But... That's why I keep harping on about it, Brian. The, the hoops you have to go through. Yeah. You know, single white guy, physically able at that time. You know, physically able. And I know folk have, you know, they've got priorities like kids, and, but we're always put down to the bottom. Somebody comes last. So you find that a challenge? Oh. Yeah, many a night I used to run along Princess Street. Because all of these wee territories. And I'm going, oh, sorry, mate, don't know. Ah, so, Vince got a B&B, which I could only stay for two months. Were you still working at the time? Were you still doing No. No, so no. that was that finished? No, that finished. Um, Did it finish because of the zero, zero hours? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't getting any. Right. Any hours. So they just weren't giving you any hours? Yeah. It was like, see if your face fatted. Yeah, yeah. You were in there. If it didn't, so so you got the bed and breakfast. I went to bed and breakfast. Done a few odd jobs for them, painting and stuff, and yeah. putting a shelf up here, and then also they're still drinking. So take us to the period where you decided that you had to stop drinking. Oh, that was... That was after my strokes. Because... I know they say they can't tell me why I had the strokes. All they could tell me is they don't know how to bleed. But I know myself, Brian, it was the cheap cider. You know, the big bottles are for two ninety nine or whatever it is. And it's like rock cutters. Oh. And one of those big bottles a day can't be good for you. No. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I don't care what they say. I know it was a drink. And that's when I realised I had to do something about it. So when and where did that happen for the first time? Or realising? The, the stroke? Or um, in the hospital. How did you get to hospital? Um, I went to the doctors. <laughs> Still in Edinburgh? This No, I was back in Glasgow at this point, okay. sorry. No, okay. um, I'd felt I was back at my dad's and we were at each other's throats because he knew I was drinking and all the rest of it. And uh, one day my face started to droop and then I started slurring words. And then my legs started getting sore. This was over a space of a few days. Uh, couldn't have any balance. But my dad thought I was just drunk. What did you think yourself? I thought, well, I was still drinking, so I thought I was just drunk. <laughs> So eventually I said, right, no, I need to see something about this. Went to the doctor. I just walked in the room. And he said, he's had a stroke. <laughs> My goodness. Straight up the oil. Then I was in for about two weeks. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk. Don't worry because he was fuck. And that wasn't just me, that was the whole world. Everybody kept on saying that. It was like a course. Someone remembered that day, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Because one started and the other started. Because we couldn't <laughs> we, cause we couldn't talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We couldn't. Yeah. And we couldn't have hand signals in because my hand was all crumpled. Um, I so one started. It was like, yeah, I. So I was lying in bed and <laughs> I know I can laugh now, but see then. <laughs> and then I took another one when I was in the hospital. Um, but that one wasn't as bad. But I've been back to the fuck stage. <laughs> <laughs> what had you progressed to? <laughs> <laughs> I'd progressed to hello. <laughs> yeah, so basically... Um, When I came out of there, the only place I had to go was with my dad. Yeah. But it was still, he couldn't cope with me. He couldn't. I mean, by then he was 70, 
9 or 70 or something like that. So you couldn't cope. And how was your relationship with each other? Ooh, then it was very, very fragile. I mean, very fragile. Um, it must have been tough for him. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian was times he was. Now we're kind of talking. Mm-hmm. He says he was saying there was times I'm lying in bed all, and I don't know if you're going to come through. And because I used to go through the bathroom, and then sort of like I stumble and rip the cabinet off. He said, I didn't know if you would come through and do that to me or... Yeah. It's like sleeping with one eye open. But now I can understand that. Because yeah. I must have been a, a nightmare. Has there been points, obviously, in the, the story that you, you've shared? Are there signposts? Along the road that you look back on and say that was a that was a moment to to change, that was a moment to stop, that was a moment where I could have changed the course of my life. Or do you think it's inevitable what happens to us? No, I think there's many crossroads I've been through. I should have been stronger. When my manager is going downhill, I should have more communication and... And the thing is, Brian, I know this stuff. <laughs> you know, I can say it to other people. Yeah. But I can't say it to myself. So why is it we're like that as, as a... It's just like a self-destructive. Do you think it's a national trait? Yes. I do. So what can be done about it? Well, I know it shouldn't happen. See all the, like, the government and stuff, they keep setting up, <laughs> right, we'll review this, we'll put this committee We'll do this. Oh, then we'll set up another committee to look at what that committee has done. Oh no, hang on. We need another subcommittee to oversee that committee. Before you know it, sometimes I think it's just jobs for the boys. But then the Scottish government managed to bring in the minimum pricing for alcohol, which... I think yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, the gut rot that you were talking about. Yeah, right. But how long is that taken? It's taken a while. Yeah, yeah. It's gone through Parliament and all this. It's been bashed and bashed and bashed. So, Donald, what is life like for you today? It's a whole lot better. Um, with the help of the arch. And getting through what I had to get through, what to 
you know, basically retrain what I was thinking and what I was doing. And now I'm in a wee scatter flat. I mean, with the Archie's help, it's, it's fantastic. It's a night and day. So prior to coming into the arts, where had you been? Well, I was still in my dad's. So you were, you were in your dad's? <clears throat> yeah, but I had um, a, an addiction worker who found, well, he knew of the arch. Yeah. So was this bit through hospital? Yes, I eventually. Because they left me for three months because somebody didn't put in the proper forms. Ugh. So eventually we got somebody. So it was the plan to go back to your dad's as a short term? Yeah, it was to find something. Right. Um, but in my condition, it was going to be really tough. Yeah. Um. Because you yourself, Brian, saw me when I was first with my interview. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, they're going to be struggling. Because I'll need a ground floor, I'll need this, i need that. But the way it's worked out, like your induction and your continual support. You know, basic things like cooking. <laughs> How you keep yourself safe. Yeah. You know, basic things. And that's what a lot of the times I forgot to do was do the basics rather than come up with Fancy plans. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that and, you know, sport work, I have to be here. It just made me more focused to eventually move on. And you've been very successful. Yeah, well, I think so. I think so. But um, I wanted to be independent again. Yeah. And you feel you've done that? Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, I did need help. But I know I can always... I've got the support network there to use yeah. when I need to use it. So that's, and every time I go back into the flat, nice wee smile on my face, my own keys in my pocket, you know, I'm not getting chopped up at half past eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a nice sense. Yeah, your own place. Yeah. 
from from where I've been to now. Yeah. Well, it's I, night and day. I, I think you you should take great credit in what you've done. I think you've. Uh, it's not just me, though, Brian. Yeah, but but it's. I appreciate the the comments and you know about myself and uh, you know with the project and the staff, but it only works if you want want it to work. Yeah. So you're the one that's had to overcome what you've had to overcome and mm. uh, determine a new life for yourself. Uh, well, it's Which, working out. I mean, that's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been a unique experience for me. Well, it's been great. It's been At great least I know you. what a podcast is now. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, thank you. Thanks, Brian. good was that <laughs> you don't have to thank me oh <laughs> thank you so much to donald for uh such a tremendous conversation uh, for a guy who's been through so much uh, like he has uh, and to come out the other side smiling laughing joking uh you know about such major life-changing situations it was a joy so I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did recording it. Uh, now there was a slight technical issue towards the end, around about minute 51 and a half. We experienced a really heavy rainstorm. We recorded this in, in a, one of these outdoor offices, which is the, the a wooden hut type thing. Uh, so the rain came really battering down and I think you can hear it in the recording. Uh, but I don't think it spoils uh, your enjoyment of, of uh, the conversation. Uh, but equally, whilst we were doing that, the laptop that we're recording this on crashed. So there's a slight atmospheric change as you're listening. But as I say, I don't think it has spoiled uh, your enjoyment. So here endeth another episode. Thank you to Donald. It was, uh, I, I loved this, I loved this episode, I really did. It was uh, great listening to it again. It made me laugh. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please tell your friends, please tell your colleagues, just get everyone to listen. It will enrich everyone's life. You can listen and uh, download, subscribe, etc. via iTunes, Trials of a Sofa Surfer, iTunes, Spotify, S-C-A-A-R-C-H dot podbean dot com or on our website www.scottishchristianalliance.org.uk If you want to subscribe or be a sponsor, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at scottishchristianalliance.org.uk Thank you for listening. Uh, I love doing this. I've been Brian Reid. Stay safe. And until next time, be blessed.